Hey, this is Tommy Wiseau. How are you guys doing? Greg is here. Yeah, this is Greg, and you're listening to Upside Down Shock Radio. Yeah, be upside down. Don't worry about it. Hello and welcome to episode 23 of Upside Down Shark Radio, the premier pop culture podcast here at UpsideDownShark.com or where all good podcasts are found. I am your host, the perennial stand-in, Tom. Joining me tonight is Edward Woodward impersonator, Mr. Paul Wood. How's it going, guys? It's going good. I know you were talking to them, but I'm going to pretend you're talking to me. <laughs> now, we've got our flavoured fudge teas, we've got our dapper wits, we're almost ready to hit the episode, but something, or more specifically someone, is missing. You'll notice a distinct lack of Craig. Now, our boy Craig, the MC, as it were, of Upside Down Shark Radio, has had a rough start to 2018, I think it's fair to say. He's not had a good year, has he? No, he's, uh, well, he's had... To, essentially a stroke and now he's basically destroyed all the ligaments in his leg uh all the only information we've had is that it was done via trampolining trampoline trampolining i'm sure i will remember to put in the soundbite there and that's it just step one is trampolining step two x equals searing pain in hospital yeah phase one trampolining phase two Phase three, surgery. Phase four, profit. <laughs> so we are unfortunately Craigless today. Uh, he is home. He is well and recovering from what we understand. So yep. uh, all we can do is give our love and best wishes to him and hope for a speedy recovery and a quick return to the show. But in the meantime, he left us a little recording uh, from the hospital bed to play. So without further ado... Here is from the uh, mouth of the man himself, our boy, the invalid, Craig Bourne. Hello, everybody. It's, it's your boy, Craig. I've just had a very complex operation. I'm extremely drowsy. And just thought it would be funny to record something. Um, should be back to normal next week. But I hope everyone's okay. I'll see you soon. Lots of love. And that was our boy Craig. Um, again, we wish him the best and hopefully he can take over from me where I struggle to, to make the words. Sticking with more <laughs> negative news, I'm sorry to start this on such a downer, uh, this week just gone, Stephen Hawking, the arguably the most famous scientist of the 21st century, has passed away. Yep. Age 76. Greatest mind of our generation. Yeah, or of any generation for that matter. Um, ah, matter. matter. Bl- black holes. That's completely unintentional. Science, uh, science pun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, what, what can be said about the man that has not already been said? He was an absolute visionary. Um, not only for his work in uh, discovering the nature of black holes and potentially the nature of the universe itself, but also making it digestible for the layman. Yeah. To to make it that accessible is quite an achievement because some of the concepts that he threw out are absolutely unfathomable. Really. Yeah, they're, they're like minds of the highest like calibre yeah. struggle with some of the things that he woke up with in his head 
I I still get a bit slack jaw just watching the end scenes of uh, Interstellar, let alone what's actually going on in the real world. So, and obviously in between all of that, he made time for because he had a wicked sense of humour. Absolutely, obviously, I was about to he, say he guest starred on on programs like Big Bang Theory, uh, Simpsons. His, yeah, his roles in The Simpsons and Futurama as well. Yeah, I mean Futurama is probably my favourite because, as you know, uh, in Futurama all the celebrities are just severed heads in jars yeah. his one had rockets and gold trim all around his uh, uh, jar and he could also fire lasers out of his eyes to which he proclaims I didn't know I could do that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I mean t- to have such an affliction uh, with his uh, illnesses and all this adversity to still have a wicked sense of humour about it and to not let him stop it is completely admirable I mean he lived over 50 years longer than anyone thought he would was possible yeah. so um that is that is nothing to nothing to talk lightly about he was an inspiration in more ways than one um and seems like he was a genuinely down-to-earth guy as well i know a friend of the show jamie who works for rage pr who set up our interview with uh bowling for soup he lives in cambridge yeah uh, where uh Stephen Hawking spent most of his life. Apparently up until very recently, you could spot him down the botanical gardens just pottering about with his family. So he wasn't aloof in any sense. He was happy to just hit the town just like anyone else. So, Fair. yeah, he was. He seemed like he was a really genuine guy. So, uh, I mean, I saw a tweet from Obama that said, I hope you're enjoying your time out in the stars. And so I, that's, I can't think of a better sentiment than that. Man's a... Man did a lot of good. Did a lot of good. He did. And now that's all the sadness out of the way. We can get down to the exciting, sexy parts of uh, Upside Down Shark Radio, episode 23. All of the good happiness. And what is more sexy, dear Paul, than Nintendo? (laughs) I thought you were going for the other one then. No, no, no. We'll get to that. Trust me, listener, there are some exciting, juicy tidbits coming. And it's way sexier than Nintendo. Hey, now, there is nothing sexier than Nintendo. Nintendo, uh, pretty much uh, as soon as we finished recording the last episode last week, announced a whole butt-ton of things at their Nintendo Direct press conference. Uh-huh. Uh, probably the biggest scoop, at least from my opinion, is um, Smash Bros. Smash Bros. on the Switch with arguably the most intense Mario trailer I've ever seen. Have you seen the trailer for it? <laughs> Is it the one with the um, the burning... Yeah, like the, the burning logo and with the, the silhouette. silhouettes of Mario and Link. And Mario looks like Slender Man or something like that. Yeah. He looks super intense and kind of terrifying. <laughs> Uh, which I suppose when you're fighting him is maybe what you feel. I, mean, I don't know what he's hiding under that mustache. Secrets, I think. So that's very exciting. We saw more ports coming over to the Switch as well. Yep. Um, uh, the oh, I can't even talk today. The Crash Bandicoot <laughs> trilogy uh, coming over to the Switch is unparalleled, really, and, and unprecedented because this is the first time we've seen ba- uh, Crash on the any Nintendo console in its whole lifetime. So, I mean, there were. I think Mind Over Mutant was on the Wii. Was it? I think. Ah, uh, that doesn't count. That's not real but, Crash. But the old school, actual Crash Bandicoot games have never left PlayStation. Yeah, they've kind of, well, I mean, they were uh, Naughty Dog, which has always been... Exclusive. Um, yeah. But the, I think the time of exclusives is heading out the door for, for the PlayStation and Xbox guys. 
Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I mean, there's been a huge push for uh, cross-platform play online as well. Yeah. Um, I've recently downloaded Fortnite. I know I'm really late to the party, but uh, there's been a big push to get cross-console and cross-PC to console play on that. Yeah, um, I believe Rocket League did. Uh, I think Rocket League did Xbox to PC. I'm not yes, sure if they yeah. did. Yeah, they did Microsoft cross. They haven't done PS, uh, PlayStation to Xbox yet, as not far yet, as I'm aware. No. But have you picked up Fortnite yet? Uh, I haven't, no. I would highly recommend it. I'm not 12. It's the most intense, uh, stressful experience I've ever played in an FPS. <laughs> just because there's so much of nothing. There is so much just waiting around and preparing for nothing. And you just get so paranoid that even the slightest <laughs> rustle and the slightest thing is going to... for I'm not going to swear, but it's going to frick you up. <laughs> And you can't even just set up in a room, barricade the walls, and just make camp. Because as soon as you've done that, suddenly the ma- the safe zone on the map shrinks down even smaller. And you know you're not going to be in the safe zone. And you, so you've got to dismantle all your protection and all your hoardings. And then you've got to go back into the safe area so you're not going to be in like the kill zone. Yeah. But again. And yeah, you say it's for 12-year-olds. My word. <laughs> There's some really talented 12-year-olds. Speaking of Fortnite again, I was uh, I woke up and I was flicking through Twitter, and I saw the there's a very a famous Twitch streamer called Ninja who who's been playing a lot of Fortnite at the moment. I wasn't really aware of his stuff. I knew of him, um, but didn't watch anything of his. Uh, he managed to uh, organize an impromptu stream with Drake. Yeah, I, I saw about that, and I I saw Drake and Ninja stream Fortnite, and I thought it they were talking about the um the guy from the Antwort. Which guy? Oh, the, the ninja. ninja from... <laughs> Just like, what? <laughs> I think you'd be able to tell if it was him for the accent. Like, that, that's not a game for 12-year-olds. No, no. I want to see that game. <laughs> you want to see a South African vulgar rapper team up with arguably the most popular musician, musician of the <laughs> 21st century in what can only be described as the most... It would just be carnage. It would just be carnage. Yeah. It'd be wonderful. Well, I don't know. It'd probably be buggier than PUBG, which <laughs> I still refuse to pick up because it's not a completed game. And I'm not paying £25 for a game that's not finished. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> don't make me do it. I'll probably do it at some point. Um, and the only other game that's coming out soon that I'm kind of intrigued about is Sea of Thieves. Uh, yes, which that, I, will, it will be out by the time this episode goes up, I believe. Twentieth, uh, I believe. Yeah, five days time. So maybe, maybe it will come out the day this. Wait, wait, what day is it? It's Thursday today. So sixteenth, seventeenth, eighteenth, nineteenth. Yes, <laughs> it will be out today, listener. The day you are listening to this, providing you are listening to the day it comes out, you can now play Sea of Thieves on any console. I think it might just be Xbox and PC because it was definitely Microsoft Studios. I'm really not prepared for this. But it looks good. All of the research. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I have all the time in the world. I think it's an Xbox exclusive. Yeah, I imagine if it's Microsoft Studios, it yeah. would probably Xbox be... Xbox on a Windows on the 20th of March in the UK. Interesting. I'm very excited. It looked fun. It I, looked really fun. I just want to be a pirate. The fact that you can load yourself into a cannon and fire yourself and then get eaten by a shark. Or the Kraken. That's the or one the I'm, Kraken. I'm, that's the one I'm really scared of. The Kraken. Yeah, it looks like the almost an animated kids version of that. Is it Crossbones? Yeah, yeah, I think it's Crossbones. Or whatever it's going to be called. The, the Black Flag without the assassins. 
game. Yeah, or it's like the seaborne version of Ark Survival, or whatever it's called. Yeah, no, no, it's 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 you know Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Yeah, they had the pirates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. basically it's that. It's made by the same studio. Well, this they've, one is. Yeah, they've no not Sea of Thieves. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Crossbones. Yeah, whatever yeah, it's it's called. Um, yeah, is is Black Flag without the assassins in it? Okay, interesting. I mean, I I'm not too familiar with that, but um, yeah, I'm just. I'm just looking forward to causing a lot of mutinies. I think that will be very enjoyable. Anyway, let's go in to our track of the week. What are we listening to this week, Tom? Well, what are we listening to? We are listening to a little ditty called Lily. Lily. By As Sirens Falls. Uh, they are a Leeds-based band um, who are touring extensively across the country this year. You can catch them. At Islington, Leeds, Southampton, even if you're a continental listener, dear listeners, in France, Belgium, Germany, so you really have no excuse not to see them. Just look them up. They'll probably be somewhere near to you. I know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I know they recently had a track featuring Benji from Skindred as well, so if you're a fan of Skindred, then they don't really sound like Skindred. But if you're a fan of Skindred, still check them out. So, without further ado, here is Lulili by As Siren Falls. Check it out. Drinking wild wine in the passenger seat. Pin pricks in the sky, let like the way from you to me. Take another moment to look me in the eye and tell me that you have a plan on anything but goodbye.
Hi, this is Frank Turner, and you are lucky enough to be listening to Upside Down Shark Radio. And that was As Sirens Falls with Lily. Make sure to check them out wherever you happen to be. Or if you happen to be in Australia and you can't make it to one of their shows, just check them out at www.assirensfalls.co.uk. See, you've got no excuse not to listen to some awesome tunes. Right, I think we should get back into some news. Yeah, and some things. What's been going on? Well, Black Panther's hit $1 billion worldwide, which is pretty cool. A billion dollars? Yeah, it's broken all sorts of records considering that it was kind of in the guardians of the galaxy mold of being a film that no one really knew how Mm. it would do it's absolutely flown out of the park it's doing really really well and with good reason i think because it is a really good film um i know uh that apparently it had a really strong opening in china which is why what what helped out quite a bit yeah I've, i've heard that china don't let very many films like the main hollywood features yeah they don't let they've, they've got a specific number a year they're allowed basically their government will only allow i think it's 20 or 25 a year is that all yeah hmm. so they they only let through big ones yeah and it's always tends to be the, the non-offensive uh action-packed ones like warcraft that do super well out there the ones that aren't really going to criticize the government or the way of life yeah. or anything like that. So Yeah, w- Warcraft did inexplicably well out there Yeah, and tanked everywhere else. That's because it wasn't very good. I only watched half of it and I couldn't finish it because I got really bored. I didn't get past the end of the trailer. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the Warcraft lore. I've never played World of Warcraft or anything, so uh, it's completely wasted on me. But good for Black Panther. Uh, and also, what is the new... Um, a uh, Disney film that just came out uh, with Oprah Winfrey. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, bear with me two seconds. Research on the job. A Wrinkle in Time, which uh, opened up the, this week, just passed oh, as well. Is that the Chris Pine movie? I don't know. Is it that one? Let's check IMDb. I'm pretty sure Chris Pine's in that one. Is he in that one? He's not on the poster. It is Chris Pine, yes. Um, so it's the first time that two f- films featuring predominantly African-American actors has uh, been one and two in the box office in America. Okay. So that's, uh, that's amazing. It's amazing that... Uh, well, it's, ama- it's, it's worrying that it's taken us this long, but it's good that we finally got there. Um, yeah. I, I, it's one of those films which I probably won't see, though, just because... I, it's based on a book which I've never read, so it's kind of, again, it'd be wasted on me, whereas Black Panther, I was a fan of the character to start with. But no, it's good for good for Disney for not only making something like that, but making it with enough faith that it's gone to, it's gone to number two, only second to Black Panther. So Nice. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. And I suppose wrapping up film news, uh, they've recently screened the premiere of Ready Player One at South by Southwest in Texas. And apparently, against all odds, it's amazing. Yeah? Yeah. The trailers left me with absolutely no faith. Your long-time listeners will have heard me and Craig talk about this. Most of the trailers didn't even tell you what it was about. Yeah, pretty much. For those that haven't read the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The trailers were just a lot of cult stuff. A lot of references. Look how things happen. I remember. Um, Yeah. But... 
Yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I enjoyed the book. I wouldn't say it's anything that it's not Pulitzer winning. It's, it's fine. But people are saying that the film is Spielberg's best since Jurassic Park. That's big. That's a bold claim. A bold claim indeed. And has rekindled my excitement for this film when it comes out on the 23rd in the UK, I believe. Apparently the references aren't as obtuse and overbearing as you'd think. Apparently they are very tastefully done, which okay. which is good. The plot is what takes priority, which is very encouraging. Yeah. Because Spielberg has got a good track record of fantasy films with a lot of heart, which is encouraging. And the visuals, they do look good. I can't deny that they do look good. So uh, I'm crossing everything that people have good opinions, and I will agree with them. I mean, these people like Robert Rodriguez have been saying stuff like this, and I do respect the opinion of one Robert Rodriguez. Yep. Because not only did he make Spy Kids, he also made Machete and Lucha Underground. And that's three core things to make. I'm still waiting for Lucha Underground to drop on Netflix. Yeah, wasn't there a deal or something? It was supposed to be coming to Netflix and just never happened. Yeah. Which sucks, because obviously the El Rey Network isn't available in the UK. Mm. How am I supposed to watch Lucha Underground? (laughs) Through nefarious illegal means. To be fair, now they don't have Ricochet. Prince Puma. Well, Series 4 has just started, isn't it? Or just about to start? I think it's just about to start, yeah. Well, I suppose they've got a chance to bring up some new new talent. It's the thing with Lucha Underground. is It's such a unique style and presentation of wrestling that they can afford to be even more ridiculous than anyone else. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, they, they always... They, they always did. When they brought up um, Cage. Yeah. And he literally just tore the belt in half. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's just the way that it is treated like a serial drama TV yeah. show. It's just it's just so refreshing. It's almost as if someone took the final deletion and made it into a wrestling promotion. Yep. And I can't think of anything wrong with that sentence. And again, speaking of the final deletion... Uh, the ultimate deletion is happening very soon, I believe. Ultimate the, deletion yeah, is happening very soon. Yeah. It's, if it's not, if it's not happened the Monday that just gone that you're listening to this, it'll be the week after. Uh, but they've brought back the whole cavalcade of cast from the original deletion. They've yep. got King Maxwell, Senor Benjamin, yep. Vanguard One. So obviously, the, I did read the other day that um, Jeff has been arrested. Yeah, um, on a DUI. Frick's sake, Jeff! But it's not the first time. No, it probably won't be the last time. It was, it's whether they'll suspend him for it or not. Well, that's because he's already out on injury at the moment. It's weird because he's uh, the the nature of the arrest. Maybe it's just American law or state law, but he he got he was released instantly, mm. and so it just said he was he was driving. It was I don't even think it was under the influence. I think it was like driving distracted or something like that. Okay. And I heard reports that it may be that he was just on his phone or something like that, or was trying okay. to like film something i have heard conflicting reports that he was way over the alcohol limit so someone's obviously misinformed or spreading false fake news and um so it did i suppose it comes it will come out of that how severe his punishment is yeah so fingers crossed we'll see brother nero at some point you'd like to think so although i would like to see jeff have a a singles push as as himself as well just one last big push because God damn, he's he's charismatic. Feud him against Triple H again. That was always his best work. Yeah, it was really good. It's really. Good. I'll bring back CM Punk and do the whole straight edge thing. <laughs> and then have a uh, tough time getting CM Punk back in the WWE. Yeah, well, I'm hoping he'll turn up at the Bullet Club show all in in Chicago later. 
this year. That will be that will be, be something special. That will be something special. Yeah. Anyway, that's the prerequisite of wrestling news yep. out of the way. So, Craig, don't panic. That's it. We're done for wrestling. We're now, done Craig. for now. I know that there was one nugget of news that you were more excited about than anything else discussed this week. And since divulging it to me, uh, it's had a bit of cold water thrown on it somewhat. Unfortunately, yeah, but at the time... Why don't you enlighten us all about what got your goose a gander? Obviously, as all of you should rightly be, I'm (laughs) a massive fan of Firefly. I can concur. I am too. And last night, approximately midnight, <laughs> Nathan Fillion started posting photos from what looked to be the set of Firefly wearing the Mal uniform, the brown uh, coat. Oh, no. <laughs> and my knee-jerk reaction was just to lose my mind. And, my nerdgasms. And fangirl right out. <laughs> yeah, I got a message from you at like one in the morning or something like, oh my god. Um, but... It looks like not everything is, 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 is as it seems. No, it appears that it's, it's something to do with a guest spot on a TV show called American Housewife. What the friggin' hell is American Housewives? I don't know, but I don't, I, I don't know what it is that it's big enough to get a Firefly cameo. Yeah. It sounds like some weird soap opera thing. Why would you have Firefly references? I don't know. I'm I'm very disappointed if this doesn't re- uh, result in more Firefly. Because I know he got in the costume once in Castle as yes. well. Yeah, he did. But that was just played no, as a gag. That and was, was a Halloween episode yeah. where he was dressed as a space cowboy. That was pretty funny. <laughs> that that was very well done. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's still the... A crime of television that there wasn't more Firefly. Yeah, obviously. I mean, uh, Nathan Fillion and Alan Tudyk went on to work together on the uh, the project Conman, which was their um, their web series, which was crowdfunded and like the quickest funded web series of all time. I can imagine. And that was pretty good. It was it was a parody of their lives. Yeah. Only amped up to eleven and featuring cameos from almost all of the cast of Firefly. <laughs> yeah. That's still a tease, though. I want the real thing. Yeah. Well, it's not going to be at the full cast anymore, because unfortunately, Ron Glass, the Shepherd book, yep. has passed away since. But there's still the core crew there, so it still could, in theory, happen. They'll bring back Rosh. <laughs> yeah. I know Joss Whedon has entertained the idea of it being a radio show, which I would be intrigued about, because they could make that for literally no money. They would need no set yeah. or anything. And I, I do enjoy a good narrative podcast, so if they could release it... As a serial like that, I would be fully on board for that. I'd definitely listen to that. Especially if it piqued more interest for potentially, I don't know, a Serenity sequel or a re- soft reboot of the series with Wash Back and everything like that. I mean, everything's owned by Disney now. So. Yeah. And Joss Whedon is Disney's favourite director. The devil's favourite demon. Because, I don't know. Joss Whedon's Disney's favourite director. Alan Tudyk is Disney's favourite voiceover well, voice yeah. actor. That's true. He is, uh, is he K2SO, uh, the robot from uh, yep, Rogue as, One? As well as being in every di- uh, almost like, every Disney animated film yeah. for the last five, ten years. He's, like, he's, he's definitely in Frozen. He may very well be in Tangled, I can't remember. He's in Wreck-It Ralph. Yep. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was in Moana as well. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. He's uh, He's got a very versatile voice. 
He has. He's um, he's one of the few voice actors that has tricked me into thinking it wasn't him. Huh. It was uh, Zootopia, Zootropolis. Zootropolis, yeah. It was, it's had two titles. Yeah. Depending on where in the world you are. I can't remember what we had over here. Um, yeah, he was in that. But the entire thing, I thought, was Steve Buscemi. Huh. Until I got to the credits at the end, I was just like, no way. <laughs> Yeah, he's got a very distinct voice, Steve Buscemi, so that's that's yeah, well done, that's well done. Yeah, Alan Tudyk's Steve Buscemi voice is spot on. <laughs> the more you know, the more you know. So yeah, we can only cross our fingers that this isn't just a tease. Please don't let it be a tease. <laughs> I want the real thing. We've worked long and hard, and just every stumbling block for more Firefly has occurred. I would love to live in a world where there's more Firefly and Half-Life 3. That feels like it's too much to ask. It's not. Please make it happen. I'll take the world with just more Firefly. Nah, man. Half-Life 3 is the most amped-up sequel that never happened. <laughs> you can't start a story and not finish it. But apparently all, all three of the key writers of Half-Life have uh, left Valve now, so even if they did do it, it wouldn't be with the original writers. So nah. It wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be the same. The cake is a light on. Ah, that's Portal. It's the same universe, but I'm not smart enough to figure out the puzzles. <laughs> it's it's too hard, and I feel sick when I like do the infinite loop thing where you just jump into one and then have one in the ceiling and just go on forever. You just speed up. Yeah, just <laughs> perpetual motion. Yeah. We're on a downer again. Let's keep the, de- the downer news going, because <laughs> um, you'll have heard on a couple of episodes ago that Maplins and Toys R Us were in a heap of trouble. Um, well, they were... In a- facing bankruptcy in the US but they were facing a complete closure in the UK Toys R Us that is and this week that has been 100% confirmed every Toys R Us shop in the UK is set to shut down because they couldn't find a buyer so if you want to find cheap toys and who doesn't want to find cheap toys head down to Toys R Us while you can and uh, pick yourself up a bargain but it's sad because from for as long as I can remember for as long as I've been born I believe uh, Toys R Us has been about and yeah. I remember the sheer excitement of going to Toys R Us probably not getting anything because we couldn't afford that much but just being in there is like being a kid in a toy shop funnily enough yeah. I mean I used to live down the road from Toys R Us like one of the big ones oh really yeah. I didn't know that yeah and um, on my w- uh, walk home from work one day not even from school from work of course I went in there just to have a browse just to uh, kill some time before I went home. Yeah. And it was when the Lego Star Wars game was out. Oh, okay. they had their test consoles, their demo consoles. Nice. I completed the game standing there. <laughs> oh, no, I don't know if that's shameful or something to be proud of. How long were you there? About two hours. <laughs> oh, that's not that bad. Was there like a line of angry children behind you just impatiently waiting to have their go no just a lot of confused looking stuff that this like 17 year old guy was just standing there <laughs> playing lego star wars for two hours well i suppose toys are for everyone we're all children at heart don't that that excuse doesn't work in court no it really doesn't it doesn't <laughs> um but yeah i i mean i didn't go to too too many um i was always uh, more fond of hamley's in london uh just because there wasn't a Toys R Us nearby to me for a long while. But as you say, sort of in the later years, when you can really appreciate some of the craft that goes into the toy making and everything, yeah. uh, I went in there and it, you still get that buzz of 
just all your favorite franchises and all your favorite heroes and villains and everything and just having them in that tangible form yeah. um so yeah i mean i suppose that is the big big toy retailer on the in the uk gone so it sort of forces everyone online even more there are no longer millions of jeffries all under one roof millions of jeffries yeah is that how the trailer goes that's the advert millions of jeffries all under one roof yeah I don't get it. Jeffrey was the name of the giraffe. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Jeffrey the giraffe. Huh. The more you know, the more you know. <laughs> I wasn't just going off about someone called Jeffrey. <laughs> I was going to say, I was very, it was very confused. This is where the generation gap becomes more and more evident. But last week it was, uh, was it Flatbeats? Yep. Yeah. Which... Which I, I hope you all went and checked out. I put it in the episode. I, <laughs> I put a 10-second uh, thing of it. I may even put it back in this episode. <laughs> just have it as a recurring thing. Um, I remember Flat Eric. I just didn't know he had a song. Yeah, Flat Beat. Yeah, well, what a weird concept, Flat Eric. The the late nineties, early two thousands was a weird old time. It was a good time for advertising. Yeah, especially from Levi Jeans. Strangely. Yeah. Like what? 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 And we had other surreal things like Trigger Happy TV, which is still funny. Yeah. Still maintained is very funny, and I still want a big phone. <laughs> um. Yeah, and it was a, it was a weird time. Like you don't realize quite how long ago, like two thousand, the year two thousand was. 18 years now 18 years ago funnily enough but yeah it's just it feels it feels so so recent but you look back and everything was so freaking weird even just I was watching some old episodes of Buffy Mm. the other day and it's just just the references and the dialogue of teenagers is so weird compared to nowadays (laughs) we've come a long way probably not for the better but we've come a long way yeah I mean if you go back there some of the original PlayStation adverts they were weird. Like what? There was uh, one with a girl with an alien head. Okay. Uh, there was one that was directed by... Um, David Lynch? David Lynch. Was it actually David Lynch? I think it was. That was a freaking stab in the dark. I just thought of the weirdest director I could. Yeah, it was like a... Uh, yeah, the PlayStation commercial from David Lynch. Okay, that, I'm definitely. That is gonna, weird. I'm gonna have to check that out as soon as we finish, because good, good, goddamn. Mind you, he's another one who sort of turns up in places you wouldn't expect. He's like this art house director who did Twin Peaks and A Razorhead and all these weird, unsettling films, and then was the bartender in the Cleveland Show. Yeah, just inexplicably. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Why not? If you can. <laughs> I guess if you want to be on a failing cartoon, I can't stop you. Feel free. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I think we've wrapped up everything we wanted to talk about today. Yeah, I think we're just waffling now. Yeah, I mean, uh, this was in my column of things that if we run out of things to talk about and not enough time has passed, talk about these things. So we've ticked everything off the list, which is good. So all that's left to say is, Craig, please get well soon. We miss you. And if you want to donate to Craig Fund... Uh, we will start Craigfest. Yep, and we'll get him a Stone Cold Knee Brace. Yes. Um, for Craigfest so far, we've booked Flat Eric, um, the, ba- uh, the Baja 
men or whatever the who let the dogs out band was that is the Bahamian yeah Dave Benson Phillips and Mr Motivator <laughs> I love Dave Benson Phillips <laughs> it's a good lineup it's a good lineup not a cheap lineup a good lineup definitely not a cheap lineup and with that fantasy out of the way I've been Tom I'm still Paul we'll have something better next week we'll say that every week we promise but thank you for listening and we'll see you next time Bye-bye. bye bye bye